Today's daf is Vabakama daf Kufyur Aleph, the last daf of the ninth parak and first daf of the tenth and final parak of Masech's Vabakama. Today's shir is sponsored by David Atkin Lazech Nishmas, his grandmother, whose yard site is today, Freda Shalamis Basrav Chaim Svi, the Mishamish Shavan Aliyah through our learning, and we thank David very much for the sponsorship. We're holding on Daf Kuf Yud Amid Beis. We're about seven lines from the bottom of the page at the two dots. Uh, we're first going to discuss the idea of Adaita Dahachi Lo Avad. That sometimes a person does something and it turns out not to be the way he would have liked it and maybe we can say that the entire, uh, the entire the, whatever he had done is Batel because he wouldn't have done it had he known that it was going to turn out this way. So we're going to have various applications of where we may or may not say Adaita Dahachi Lo the Gemara is then going to have Omachlokes Tanaim, which Mishmar has to give up what they received if you give the Asham to an earlier Mishmar and the Kesef to a later Mishmar. We keep talking about how you have to give the money and the Chomesh and the Asham, but that the money has to all be paid back before the, at least the Karen has to all be paid back before you bring a carbon Asham. What if you did it in reverse order and you gave an earlier Mishmar the Asham and a later Mishmar the Karen? Who has to pay who? Who has to give up their their chilek to whom? Then the Gemara is going to discuss what the source is that the money has to be given before the Asham. Meaning this whole thing is based on the premise that the money has to be taken care of before the Asham. How do we know that that's true? Maybe you can actually bring the Asham first. That's going to bring us into a discussion about how the carbon tamid has to be the first carbon each day and that's going to have ramifications. Halacha And then the Gemara is going to compare our halacha of Gezel Ager to a very similar set of halachos and that is Me'ila. When one commits me'ila, he also has to pay back a karen, a chomesh, and a karban. So if, uh, if so, we're going to make comparisons in the two sets of halachos, gezel ager and me'ila. And then at the beginning of parak hagozel basra, hagozel machlis, what we call hagozel basra, the second parak hagozel, the Mishnah is going to talk about if a nigzal is allowed to collect from the gazlan's kids if they were given the item that was stolen, or they got it be Yerusha. And the Gemara is going to distinguish that maybe there's a difference between between whether the Nigzal had already been Miyayish from it, or whether he had not been Miyayish from it. And we're going to have Machloka Samurai in the Gemara, whether Yorshim have to return the Gzela if it's still Be'en. If they still have it, do we automatically assume that of course they have to return it, or do we assume that no, if they, even if they uh, still have the item, they were somehow Kona when they got it Yerusha and they don't have any responsibility to return it. So let's begin at the two dots. Nasana Sekesavlan we had said in the Mishnah that if you've given the Kesef to uh, the Anshe Mishmar, and then the person who, the, the Gazlan, the one who stole from the Ger, dies before he ever gets to bring his Karban, his Yarshim cannot take back the money from the Anshe Mishmar. Why not? So says Abaye, it must be that the Kesef achieved some sort of Kapara, and that's why they can't take it back, because the Kesef actually accomplished something for the Gazlan who has since died. Because if it didn't really accomplish anything, I would assume that it should go back to the Yarshim. My time, why would we assume it goes back to the Yarshim? Says the Gemara Svara, We assume when the person pays his Kesef, he's only paying his Kesef in order to get Kapara. He never would have given that Kesef if he would have known that he's not achieving any sense of Kapara. And therefore, the natural assumption would be that without any Kapara, 
Gemara, it's going to go back to the Yarshim. The fact that it doesn't go back to the Yarshim tells us that it must be that there was a Kapara. That's the Svara, Adaitadachi Loyavli. So now the Gemara is going to question how broadly do we apply this Svara, Adaitadachi Loyavli? Says Gemara, Elamayata, Chatzas Shamesu Baalela. Maybe we should say that if a chatas shemesu if you have a carbon chatas where the owner dies, uh, we should say that it should just become chulin. If you weren't able to be mock of the carbon yet, it's still alive. Let it just become chulin instead of instead of uh, making it letting it die because the person was not mafresh the carbon said so for it not to be brought in his lifetime. He was obviously mafresh the carbon, intending that it be brought in his lifetime. So it should be uh, it should be the, the whole carbon should be void. It should be. It should go back to being chulin. So Amri Chatos Shmei Sevale Hilchagmiri Lo De Lamisa Azla. Now there's Alach Lemoshe Misinai that it goes Lamisa. So even though in a Chinami we should have said such a Svara Vaday Tadach Lufsha, we're not going to say such a Svara when you have Alach Lemoshe Misinai explicitly not that way. Now goes Maimonios and Hilchos Gzela Paraches Oz Gimel brings a raya from from our din that if a person gives money almanas to marry his daughter off and then it turns out that she doesn't get married the money goes back to the father because it was only given aldas shiasieha aldas that she's going to get married Shulchan Aruch and Choshemish but Kufnun Gimel Siftasayin says that if they give a guy money as a nadunya and then the girl dies the, the her yarshim are going to be zocha in the money and he brings as the Makar, the Rashba and the Ritva and the Ramah says, but Yesh Cholkim. Who's the Yesh Cholkim? It's this Hagos Maimonios that derives from our Gemara that a Daita Dahachilo Yaev, that he didn't give it with that intention. And we apply such a Svara, absent Allah Halamoshim Sinai, to tell, to tell us otherwise. Now, where did the Rashba and the Ritva get that they, uh, against our Gemara, where did they uh, learn that it, w- it will still belong to the Yarshim? So they derived from Misha Masech Shkalim in the second paragraph that if they collect uh, tzedakah for kvuras mace and they have money left over the yorshim of that mace get that extra money that they have left over from uh, from the collection that they've taken up for the kvura so the grah explains how's that goes by monios going to deal with that mission in shkalim he says no over there it's, the mace needed money so the whole collection was for the mace so but so it turned out that but it just turned out there was a little bit of extra so that still goes for the mace but over here it turned out the girl never needed the money because she wasn't getting married and she never ended up getting married. The whole thing was betos. So that's when we say it's going to go back to the to the father. An interesting svara because the, the mace didn't need all that money. It only needed the first X amount that was collected. But we say no, since in general the collection was not a collection betos, the collection was done in a way where the mace needed the money, so all of the money is going to go to that mace. These kinds of shilas come up all the time. They collect for a tzedakah, and it's something that rips at the heartstrings, so everyone just gives and gives very generously, and then they've overgiven. They've given more than, uh, than, than they've actually needed. So what do you do with the extra money? They collect for someone to have a surgery or something like that. What do you do with the extra money? He's not going to have another surgery. He doesn't, doesn't want another surgery. So what do you do with the, uh, with the extra money? So that's, uh, if you say like, like that chilik that the grub makes, so as long as there was an initial need, the person get, gets to keep that extra money. The, the patient, whoever it is that you're collecting for, gets to keep that extra money. The Mordechai quotes that uh, in Masech Basra, Yesh Gedolim, that Paskin, that if a person takes a nether to give tzedakah and then his relatives become poor, his whole nether is bottled, based also on this idea. If he would have known 
that his own relatives would need money, he never would have designated this money to other people because the halacha is that you're supposed to give to Krovim before you give to, uh, to, to other people. And the uh, the Rebbe Chavim just points out it's a big chiddish because Lechora, this is after the neder, the whole uh, reason to be mevatel the neder first came up, meaning it wasn't something that was there meikara. It wasn't like it was a neder betalus. It was afterwards. But that's that's our svara is not something that was a pre-existing condition. It's something that happened later on, and we say a person would not have wanted to do this. He would not have been interested in being maktish uh, in this case. The Rambam Paskins in Hilchas Rotzech, Perikir Alechavav, that if a they bring an Egla Rufa to the Nachal and then they find the murderer, the Egla just becomes Chulun. So the Kazamishnah quotes that the Rashba was asked that since the Raman Paskins that the Egla becomes Asurba, no, when they bring it to the Nachal, how can you say it just goes out to become Chulun after they find the Horeg? It's already in the Skadesh. So the Gemara in Krisus and Dalit says that if you were Makadesh, it be a reader of the Nachal Esan, it never becomes Chulun, even if you find the Horeg afterwards. So the Kazamishnah says that the Ram holds that even though it's his Kadsha, if at the end, you find the horig. It's 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 a glay Muslim afreya that you were never makadish because who would be makadish al das that you're going to find the horig? It turns out you don't need the egla rufi. The egla rufi is if you don't find the horig. Now the Kesem Mishnah never explains how the Ram could go against the Gemara Krisos. He just explains the svara for the Ram. You were never makadish al das kain. So the Avnazel explains. Yeah, the Ram goes against the Gemara Krisos because he thinks our Gemara is against the Gemara Krisos. This svara absent a halachal moshe to the contrary, is a legitimate svara, that he never would have done it had he known how it was, how it was uh, in fact going to, going to turn out in the, in the end. Says the Gemara, Elameata, if that's the case, if we're going to keep on applying this din, this svara, Vadai Dakhli Lokti, Shameat Elameata, Ashim Shemesu Balav, Leput Luchulin. When the owner of a carbon Ashim dies, let the carbon become Chulin, Dadai Tadakhli Lokti, because you aren't Maprashit Al Das, that it would uh, become Chulin. Says Gemara, Ashim Nami, Hilchsa Gemirila, Kol Shabachatas Mesa, Ba Ashim Roa. So that also, by the Ashim, it's also Allah Lemoshim Isinai, that whenever in a situation of carbon Chatas, the would be that the chattas is left to die by the asham the halacha is you have to let it graze until it develops a mum and then you sell it Elamayata the Gemara says a third application if a woman's husband dies and his only brother is a mukashchin she should not require chalitza she never gave herself up for kiddushin thinking that she's going to wind up with a mukashchin she gave herself up for kiddushin thinking she's going to stay with her husband forever and ever and that she's never going to have a family, she's never going to have to marry his brother who's the Mukashchin. So uh, it was never, it was never something that, that, that crossed her mind that, uh, that she would have to do. Sholem Eishif just points out, the, the, the Gemara in Yivama says that Yivama that's not Fultrei Mukashchin, we don't force her to do Yivam, she could do Chalitza. So why do we say that uh, uh, w- 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 that it was a Tanai that she wouldn't have to face Yivam, she could always do the Chalitza, meaning uh, so it's Adai Tadahachi? She's not going to have to to be married to this guy, so uh, he suggests that since we're talking about an Arusa who never got anything from her husband, so it's, it, the, the, she wouldn't want to face the situation with the Mukashchin, even though she has an out with Chalitza. Meaning, if uh, if she already had Nisu and then maybe a Nechidami, at least she 
had a marriage with the Razim, but that she would never even have any soon with the Razmin, and then she's going to have to face a Chalitza with the Mukashchin, maybe Adaita Dahachi, she would not be, she would not give herself over for Kiddushin. Says the Gemara, yes, she would. We assume that a woman is is perfectly happy to be married to anybody. A woman prefers company to be to be with another person to be with to be married than to be alone, even if it means that she's marrying into a messy situation. Now, the way some of the Rishonim understand it is that she would even prefer to be married to a mukashchin than uh, than to be married to nobody. But Pashas is like Rashi says, not that she would be able to be married. She prefers to be married to Mukashchin to be married to nobody. She prefers to be married to the brother of a Mukashchin, taking that risk that she might one day face Yibum with a Mukashchin rather than to not be married at all. Meaning, yeah, okay, so he's got he's got some issues in his family that his brother's a Mukashchin and that may affect her one day. She's willing to take that risk so that she could be married right now. Now Tulsus raises the question of here, Tulsus says you have to say that this happens only after because if it was after Nisun, of course she would be because she wants to her, her marriage isn't something that she's willing to throw away uh, 20, 30, 40 years of marriage she's willing to say ah, it wasn't worth it because I have to face this chalitza right now it's only because she gets nothing out of the Eresin the only thing she gets out of the Arison is the promise of Nisuin, but if Nisuin never happened, then we assume that she had died to Dahi, she would not have accepted the Kiddushin. You have to ask on this Gemara. If you're always going to say that something happens later that's not to my liking, I'd say, no, I never would have done this. So I buy a car, and then uh, five years later, it's not, uh, it's not as great as I thought it was. I didn't realize how fast technology would improve, and all these new features came out, and now I'm stuck with this car. So I could say, I go back to the dealer and say, I'm sorry, I died to Had I known uh, you know, all the things that, that that come in the newer cars, I never would have bought a car. I would have waited a little bit till uh, I never would have bought a car at that point. When you buy something, it's not dependent on the lokeach alone. It's also telling the das of the mocher. And the mocher is very happy to get rid of this car right before the new technology comes out. Whenever it's totally on one person's das, that's where we say that uh, that that where it's completely up to them. But when there are two parties involved, then we're not going to say The base Halevi raises the kasha in his chuvas uh, gimel simon gimel The Gemara says in kiddushin. So since uh, she never said at the time of the kiddushin that she has no intention to accept this kiddushin if she faces yavam natsumukashchin, so the it should be the kiddush should be chal. You, you can't, you can't, there was no tonight, and not only that. If you're going to make it tonight, you need a tonight kafel. You need tonight called meisu. You need you need him called love. You need all the the mishpatei tonight. So what kind of uh, business is this? There was no tonight. There was no condition that was made. So he suggests, based on what tells Rice and kiddushim emtesam beis, a big yisod that if there's an umduna gemura that every person in their right mind would make this tonight, then the tonight can be assumed even if.
if it's not stated, if I buy a car, for example, and it turns out that it didn't have an engine, I never made it tonight that it has to have an engine, but it's Nomdunagamura that everyone who buys a car obviously wants an engine. If it didn't have a fourth cup holder and I drive a carpool and everyone needs a cup holder for their coffee, so that you have to say because not, it's not an umdunagamura that everyone would, uh, would want that. So that you actually have to say it tonight. But when there's an umdunagamura, then you don't have to say it tonight. And that's the shakal of the Gemara. The Gemara says that So what's the Gemara's answer? No, she'd rather be married. Everybody, every woman would rather be would rather face a situation where she might end up with a mukashchin rather than uh, than than stay on the market a little bit longer and try to find somebody else. Says basically, not everybody, but some people. And as long as it's some people, it requires a tanai. And no tanai was actually made, so it doesn't have to be everybody. But everybody, the Gemara assumes, would die to da'achi at first, and then the Gemara's answer is that not everybody is a die to da'achi. So uh, okay, says the Gemara further now at. The the two dots. Nasna is a kesef liyahoyarid. The Mishnah said that the halacha is the kesef has to be taken care of before one brings the carbon asham. So if one gives the kesef to the uh, earlier mishmar and the uh, asham to the later mishmar, that's fine. If you do it in the reverse, not so fine. Someone's got to give up something to somebody. So Tan Rabbanan, Nasan asham liyoyarev. If you gave the carbon to the earlier mishmar, mishmar v'kesef liyadaya, and the kesef to the later mishmar, yachzir kesef etzel asham. The later mishmar should give the kesef to the earlier mishmar. That's Rabbi Yudah's opinion. The people who prematurely accepted the Asham should give it to the people who got the Kesef. So, hey, Chidami, what's the case exactly? If you're going to say that they gave the, uh, the, the Kesef to Yehoyarev in the right time during the Mishmar of Yehoyarev, and they gave the, uh, the Asham to Yedaya in the right time in the actual uh, Mishmar of Yedaya, so each one got, got what they deserve. So why does Rabbi Yudha hold that the Mishmar of Yedaya has to give the Kesef back to Yehoyarev? They did. They did right by, by accepting the kesef during their mishmar. They did nothing wrong by accepting the kesef during their mishmar. Note that the 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 kasha of the gemara is not on the chachamim who say that we're kones because they didn't do right. The bnei yoyarv should not have accepted the asham before all the money was taken before all the money was taken care of. So the, the sheet of the chum would actually make sense in that case. That yes, the bnei yoyarv have to give up the asham and give it to the bnei yedaya because the bnei yoyarv actually did wrong. But the kasha is, why would Rabbi Yehuda say that the Bnei Yedaya have to give up the Kesef? They did nothing wrong by receiving Kesef during their Mishmar, and Kesef has to be received. There was no Kesef that was given yet over here. So that's the, uh, that's the question of Zezach HaVishlov, Zezach HaVishlov. So kasha and Rabbi Yehuda. So Amar Ava HaChmei Eskimim Diyoyv Asham Liyoyariv B'Mishparto Diyoyariv No, they gave Yoyariv the Asham during the Mishmar of Yoyariv the Kesef Liyedaya B'Mishparto and they gave the Kesef to the next Mishmar during the Mishmar of Yoyarev. Why would they do that? Well, maybe they did it because like we learned the other day, the Daya was a smaller Mishmar. you got to make sure everyone gets to Pruta, so you want to you wanna make sure you don't have to add money. So they gave it all to Yodaya. Rabbi Yudha Savar, Kivin Dalav Mishmar, the Yodaya, who he, the Yodaya, can see them 
Kamei, since it's not Yedaya's turn, they shouldn't be taking the money, and therefore the Knas is on them. So they have to give the Kesef to Yoyarev, who has the Asham. For the Bnei Yoyarev did wrong. What are they taking the carbon before the money was taken care of? So they're the ones that are punished. And let the Asham go back to where the go go forward to uh, the people who received the Kesef, to the Bnei Yedaya. Tanya, Amar Rabbi, Ledivrei Rabbi Yehuda, within Rabbi Yehuda's Shita, we're going to comment that according to Rabbi Yehuda, again, Rabbi Yehuda is one that says that the Kesef goes back to the Asham. The people who received the Kesef, give it back to the people who received the Asham. Im Kadmu Bnei Krivu Asham, if the Asham has already been brought, remember, an Asham that's brought before Kesef is given is invalid. You're going to have to bring another Asham. So if the Asham was already brought, Yachzor V'yavi Asham Acher, V'yakrivu Bnei Yedaya, V'zachor the, the new Mishmar, the Bnei Yadai, are going to have to bring a new Asham anyway, so then they get to keep the Kesef. Since the real Asham that this guy is going to need is going to be brought by them, they get to keep the Kesef also, because the Kesef goes along with the Asham. Amri the Maichazi, uh, and, 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 the, the, and Yoyarev gets to keep their Asham that they brought. The, the, uh, it didn't count for the Bailim, but they get to keep their Asham that they brought. So Amri the Maichazi, what do you mean they get to keep their Asham? That, what, what could they do with it? It's puzzle. Asham puzzle. Who? Sure, it has value. It has value for its hide. The hide of the uh, of the carbon is also something that's valuable, and they get to keep the hide of the uh, of the animal. Tosos in Deber Maschal just points out that Lechora our Gemara is against the Sugyan Zvachum Dafkov Dalid because over there the Gemara tells us that Rebbe's Shita is a carbon puzzle. You can get Hanah from the Or only if the animal was skinned before the Basar became puzzle. But if the Basar became puzzle while the skin was still on it, the R is also puzzled together with the with the with the basar, even if the basar became puzzled after the Zrika, as long as it was the basar became puzzled while it was still in its skin. And Rablazar Shimon disagrees over there and holds that a carbon puzzle, the R is mutabana only if the basar is nifsal after the Zrika. And then you could skin it and keep the hide. But if the basar is nifsal before the Zrika, so the R is puzzled even after you skin it. So our sugya is against both of them. Because over here, the psal is before the zrika. So according to Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon, the R should be also about, even according to Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon, the R should be also about, of course, according to Rabbi, it should be, uh, it should be also about, so what in the world is going on? How could our Gemara assume that the R is okay? It's not okay. The whole thing became possible with the R. So the Rosh, quoted by the Shittim Gvetzov here, suggests that the psal is only uh, in the zrika because we're going to learn that you need to be Meshavah Sagzela before you bring the uh, carbon from the fact that it says so with the limud is that the kapara of the asham has to be after the Shavas Akzela. The Kapara happens through Zrika, so it's enough that you do the Zrika of the Dama Asham after you return the Gzela. That that which is shechted before the Shavas Akzela does not passel, meaning our assumption is incorrect. You're assuming it became possible because you shechted it before the Shavas Akzela? Not true. It would only be possible if you did the Zrika 
before the Ashavas HaGzela. So just because they shechted it, it doesn't mean that the R is going to be puzzled. You could shecht it, then take care of the money, and then the carbon uh, is not going to be puzzled, as long as the Zrika still has not been done. All of the Rishonim try to work at uh, Tulsa's Kasha. It's a strong Kasha, but that's how the Shid Mugvetz's quotes from the Rush to answer that Kasha. Many other Tiritzim as well. Tanya, Amar Rebbe, Div Rebbe Yehuda, again, going within the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda, who had said that the people who received the money have to give that money to the people who received the Asham, Im Kayim Asham, Yachzer Asham Eitzel Kesef. If the Asham is still around, then the Asham should go to the people who received the money. Says the no, that, that was the Rabbanan's opinion. That's not Rabbi Yudah's opinion. Rabbi Yudah says, no, the people who have the money should give it to the people of the Asham, not the other way around. No, the, we were talking about if the, the Mishmar of the people who received the Asham is now over, and they never asked for the money. So there's an assumed Mechila. If they never asked for the money, we assume that they were Mochel, and therefore they just passed the Asham forward to Yedayah, who received the money, and Yedayah takes care of the whole thing. So when does Rabbi Yudha say that the money goes back to the people who received the Asham? That's if they want it. The people who received the Asham ask for it while it's still their Mishmar. Another version of this is that if the Asham is around, the money goes back to the people who have the Asham. Pshita, of course Rabbi Yudha holds that. that. That's exactly Rabbi Yudha's Shita. That's exactly his words. Says Marno, Hachmai Eskinan, Kigondinafik Mishmartim Dahani, Udahani Velotavu. Both of their Mishmaras are over, and neither one claimed anything from the other one. That's the case where we're saying that you uh, that you give the Asham, that you still give the Asham back, the, you still give the money back to the people who got the Asham. I might think that they were each Mochel each other because their Mishmaras had ended. That since no one was Toveya anybody, so it goes back to its initial din, where you send the money back to the people who received the Asham and, uh, and, and, and not forward. The Mishnah had said that if you bring the, if you pay back the money before the Asham, you're good. If you bring the carbon before you pay back the money, not good. So says How do I know that that is true, that the order has to be that you take care of the money first and then you take care of the carbon. Remember, Ha'asham in this Pasuk means the money. It means the Karen. That's what we figured out in yesterday's Daf. So we're saying that the money gets paid, Milvad, the Elakipurim, which is the carbon. So what do you see? That the money comes before the carbon. We're assuming the word Milvad means before. So the Mechlal, the Kas of Bereshe. So you see the money comes first. Amar if that's true that the word milvad always means before elameat if that's the case milvad olas aboker hachanami mechal de musaf in beresha it says you bring the musaf milvad olas aboker milvad the carbon tamit shel shachar so what does that mean you bring the carbon musaf before the carbon tamit shel shachar v'atanya minayin shlei davar kodem tamit shel shachar tamalomar varachale haola we learn that nothing's allowed to be brought, the, brought before the carbon tamit shel shachar because the pasuk says varachale haola v'amarava haola 
the Rishona that the Tamar Shal Shachar has to be the first Karban. Now we learn from, not from uh, the fact that it says Milvad, you're right, the word Milvad doesn't mean before, we learn from the fact that it says Asher Yichuparbo, that it, it, it will receive uh, Kapara. Sounds like the Kapara is going to happen later on. That when you're giving the money, you view it as something that will, ultimately you'll get your Kapara also, through the, uh, through the Karban. If it were to say Asher Kiparbo, that you already got your Kapara, then in Echinami, the Karban will be able to be brought before the money. But Yechaper is future tense, so that's how we know that the money has to be taken care of before the Kapara. But a very important line over here, that the Karban Tamit Shal Shachar has to be before the Karban Musaf. The Rambam writes in Nuchus Tefillah Perakim Samusafin, the Zman for Tefillah Samusaf is after Tefillah Shachar. The Beis Yosef in some Reish Peivav quotes from the Rashba that it sounds from Tosos that if a person davens Musaf before Shachris, he is Yotze Bidiyeved, but it's certainly not ideal. And that's what the Ramah Paskins Lemaisa, that if you daven Musaf before Shachris, at least Bidiyeved, Yotze Tosos raises this as a Safek, but Bidiyeved we assume one is Yotze. So there's a big discussion in Poskim. A guy shows up to Shul late. He's missed Shachris and Shul, and he comes in time for Musaf. What should he do? Should he daven Shachris while the Tzibur is davening Musaf, because Shachris is supposed to come before Musaf? Or should he daven Musaf with the Tzibur? So it'll be Yotze the Tzibur, but Tzibur of Musaf, and then he'll figure out Shachris later on. In uh, the Sha'are Torah, he writes, the, 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 the author of Mechza Avram, that since we paskin, that Tfilos are connected to Midim Tiknum, and Tfilos Shachris is the Tamash al Shachar, and our Gemara says, you're not allowed to have anything before the Tamash al Shachar, Baruch Aleha, Ola, Ola, Rishona, that's a mitzvah midoraisa to have the Tamash al Shachar first. So it's true, it's a very nice maila to have Tfilos Betzibur, but it's not a mitzvah doraisa. Mitzvah doraisa that the Shachris has to come, has to come first. It's even a suffix in Tosos, whether you Yotzeh be the Yavad, if you Davin before Shachris, so certainly this would, this would win out. And that seems to be the uh, consensus of the majority of Poskim. Rav Moshe, Negros Moshe, Rechaim Chilgazim, and Samaches, it's Mistavri says that even if the Maila of Tfilah B'Tzibur is better than the Maila of Tadir V'Sheinu Tadir, meaning on the one hand you'd say, well you got to daven Shachris first, Tadir V'Sheinu Tadir, on the other hand you would say, well Tfilah B'Tzibur of Musaf is what's happening right now, so maybe, so he says, even if Tfilah B'Tzibur is greater than Tadir V'Sheinu Tadir, over here, it's not just Tadr Shem It's a Gezeris HaKasuv. You have a Pasuk that specifically says, Ha, Ola, Ola, Rishonah, that that has to come first. So Ramosha says, there's no way Tfilah B'Tzibur, and Ramosha holds Tfilah B'Tzibur is a very important thing. Uh, everyone holds it's a very important thing, but Ramosha holds more, more so than other Poskim. There's a discussion in Poskim whether Tfilah B'Tzibur should be viewed as an absolute Chiyuv, or it should be viewed as a Maila in one's Tfilah. The Yemek Bracha and others view it as a Maila in one's Tfilah. An important Maila, but a Maila. Rav Moshe views it as a chiyuv gamur. He says, yeah, it's a chiyuv gamur, but it's not necessarily the highest level chiyuv in the whole world. Ha'olol Rishona is going to be a higher level chiyuv than Tefillah B'Tzibur. There is one sheet of the sheet of the Be'er Yitzchak who tries to say that it's really talui on, uh, it's talui on, uh, on w- w- what day of the week it is. That if it's a uh, Musaf, 
of Rosh Chodesh, where the Shachris is 19 brachos, and the Muslims are, then maybe Makudash Vashena Makudash Makudash Kodam also. That Shachris is both Tadir and Makudash. But if it's a Shabbos, where both Shemon Esrei's have the same amount of brachos, so then he says you would do the the the, uh, the Tefilas Musa first. Pashtus says you would always do the Shachris first, like Rav Meisha says. Okay, Nasan Lohas HaKeren, Mechulay. It's also not so Pashtus that you're not Yotzei Tefilah B'Tzibor. It could be that as long as the Tzibor is davening eight Tefilah, and you're davening together with the Tzibor that you are even though you're not uh, davening the same tefillah that they're davening. We should hang a sign outside the shul, right? So people will know. Okay, what? So how do I know that if a person brings his mi'ila and doesn't bring his uh, his asham, or he brings his asham and he doesn't bring his mi'ila, that he's uh, that he's not yotze? So over here we're talking about a very similar set of halachos, but it's not the same. We have by we, we're not talking about gezel anymore. We're talking about mi'ila when one gets hanoah from hektish. So also he has to pay keren chomesh asham. So how do I know that if he he's heavy mi'ila? So heavy mi'ila means he pays his money, but he didn't bring his asham, or he did his asham without paying the money, he's not Yotze, he needs to do both. How do I know the carbon can't come before the money? So you might think, just like paying the Karen and bringing the carbon Asham is Ma'akev, so too the extra Chomish is also Ma'akev, and you can't have Kapara without it, you can't bring the carbon without it. That bring the carbon and paying the money is Ma'akev when it comes to Mi'ila, but the Chomish is not Ma'akev. So it says Gemara, and we can learn about the din of Gezel Ager from the din of Me'ila and the din of Me'ila from Gezel Ager. They're so similar to each other. There's a Karen, there's a Chomesh, there's an Asham. So what do we learn from each? Hegdish Mehediot. We learn Me'ila from Gezel Ager. Ma Asham Dasam Karen, Af Asham Dacha Karen. Just like by Gezel Ager, the word Asham in the Pasuk meant the actual money, the Karen. So by uh, by Me'ila, it also means the Karen. Vehediot Mehegdish. And we learn Nagish the other way as well. Ma Hegdish Ein just like by Mi'ila, the Chomesh is not Ma'akev, so too when it comes to Gezel Ager, the Chomesh is also not Ma'akev. So that's the uh, that, that's the Liman. Now we begin Hagozel Basra, the last parak of Mesechus Bavakama. This last parak is going to deal with many issues relating to returning a Gezela and uh, continuing on in, in the, uh, the halachs of Gezela. So it does seem to be very much thematically connected. We're going to talk about people who yarshin a gazela, how one should do hashavas a gazela, things of that of that nature. Nevertheless, Melech Shlomo feels the need to explain why this Mishnah appears dafka over here, and he explains that since in the end of the last parak we spoke about gazel ger, and if Mesa Gazlin before he has a chance to bring the kesef to Yerushalayim, that his children are zocha, and they're not, uh, they don't have to give it to the Kohanim. So our Mishnah also talks about what is another halach about children of a gazlan being zocha in a property that, that their father had left. So says the, Gemara, says the Mishnah, Gozelu Banav. Someone steals and leaves it over for his children, gives it, had given it to his children while he was alive and they had eaten it. Or he left it to Yerusha. 
to his children. So it's still their paturim ilashalim. They don't have to pay back what their father had stolen. But if it was something that's a davrash yesh which we'll have to see what exactly that means, then they're going to have to pay it back. So says Gemara Amen of Chista, Gazavul and Asiyashu Abaylim. If the the Bailim never had Yeush, Uba Akhar Va Akhlomimenu, and someone came and uh and and and, and finished it off, Ratsumizegova, Ratsumizegova. The uh Nigzal can collect from whoever. He can collect from the original Gazlan, because he's the Gazlan, or he can collect from the person who has eaten it. My time called Kamadon Sasha Bailam Brushusidimarikai, because as long as the Bailam didn't have Yeush, it's still considered to be in his Rishus. It's considered as if it has never left his Rishus. So we have a Mishnah that says as follows: Our Mishnah, sounds like if he left it for his children, they don't have to pay. So how come? Uh, how could? How could our Rav Chista say that uh, that if it, someone else comes and eats it, the person can collect from that someone else? So shouldn't the Nigzal be able to collect from the Yarshim in our Mishnah? Why does the Mishnah say that the Yarshim don't have to pay? Rav Chista says that's the distinction whether there was. Yeush or not Yeush. If there was Yeush, then Yachinami. Someone comes along and eats it, they don't have to pay it back. But if there was no Yeush, then when someone comes along and eats it, they do have to pay it back. If he uh, left it for, for them, they uh, the Biyurusha, they also don't have to pay it back. Amar Rami Barchama, Zosa Meris Rishus Yoresh Kirishus Lokeach Dami. You see that our Yoresh has a din like a Lokeach. Rava Amar Rishus Yoresh Lav Kirishus Lokeach Dami. Rava says no, Yoresh does not have a din of a Lokeach. Vaacha B'Mayaskinan Kisha Achlum. In our Mishnah, the reason they don't have to pay it back is it's not there anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. They already ate it. Iv Amidiktani Sefer Mayudavar Sheish Barachrayis Chayevon L'Shalim Mechal Derei from the fact that the Sefer says that if it's something that's Yeshba'achrayus, which means, we're assuming means, something that everyone recognizes, everyone sees, hey, that cow belongs to so-and-so. So it's something that it's going to be obvious to everyone that they're sitting there with stolen property, then they're chayev to be mishalim. So what do you see that our mission is talking about where whatever the stolen item is, you still have it. It's not gone. It's still here. And the chilak is that if it's a recognizable item, then they have to pay it back. But but even in the ratio, we're talking about it's still here, it's just not a recognizable item. So how can you tell me our whole Mishnah is talking about where they already were ochalit, where it doesn't exist anymore? No, clearly the whole Mishnah is talking about where it still does exist. So Rava, Rava would answer, that if the father left achrayis nechasim, which means he left them karka, that even if the gzel is gone, there is a shibud nechasim on his karka, they have to pay back. It did not mean, the Mishnah did not mean that if it's a recognizable item and everyone knows that it's a stolen cow. It means that they, he left them karka. But wait a second, didn't Rebbe tell Rabbi Shimon his son that our Mishnah does not mean karka, that he left them karka where there's a shibud. It means that he left a para that everyone knows about, that everyone's going to look at that para and say, oh, that's a stolen item. So uh, 
uh, how can you touch up our Mishnah? How could Rebbe touch up our Mishnah? It's talking about something that's uh, that's rec- a recognizable item, and not to say that it's talking about mamish achrayis nechasim where it's karkaos. Ella Amarava, Rava would say kishachivna ravoshia nafak levasi. He says, you know, when ravoshia when I die kishachivna ravoshia nafak levasi. When I die, ravoshia is going to come and greet me because I the teritzim asisik say I explain the Mishnah to work the way Rav Oshia taught the Mishnah. So you're right. I didn't teach the Mishnah according to everybody, but the way I explain the Mishnah fits with Rav Oshia. If someone stole and, uh, and, and was machil, the, the thing that he stole to his children, he's part from paying. If he left it for them, the Yerusha and the Gzela still around, then they're chayev to pay it. If the gzela is not around, they're part from paying. If the father left, then they're, uh, they're, they're, they're to pay. So you see, the din of is said when the gzela is not around, but by gzela, the gzela, when the gzela still is around, then they always are going to have to be machsir because there's no shina rishus. Amar Mar, so we had just said in the Brisa, Ain Agzela Kayamas Paturim, that if the Gzela is not around their Pater, Name and Tavi Tiuftu Drav Chista, isn't this against Rav Chista who said that Gazavul and Nasiashua Bailim, and someone came and ate it, that the guy is allowed to collect from the person who came and ate it as well, they could take it from the second guy as well. So Amalach Rav Chista, Rav Chista would answer, Kitan Yahi, Laachar Yeyush. This Brisa is talking after Yeyush, not Moda that after Yeyush, that the second guy is not considered to be a Gazavul from the Bailim and therefore you're not allowed to collect from the Gazan. I was talking says Rav Chista before Yeish but ain't no after Yeish they're not allowed to collect from that uh, from that second guy okay we'll uh, stop there but we'll pick up with the Amar Mar three lines from the bottom tomorrow